0: beam babe welcome to the beam life podcast where we are all about honoring your truth prioritizing your passions and unlocking your potential let's go i'm your host caitlin and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with so if you're ready to be everything and more babe let's get this party started Hi Beam Babe, I am so excited. I have Ashley Cardin here with us today. She is an incredible RN with her own podcast called The Nursing Co-op, and today we're going to be talking about proactively preventing burnout, managing stress, and leaning into community, which is exactly how she shows up on her podcast and the nursing community that she's creating. But this podcast isn't just for nurses, it is for anyone that's in a type of environment that might um, induce stress, anxiety, um, and you don't have an outlet or You know, you, you feel like you can't get up from your desk. I know I have a lot of nurses and teachers in this community that are super going to resonate with this message today. To give you a little backstory, Ashley is a registered nurse working in the cardiac cath lab and the host of the nursing co-op podcast. As I mentioned, she has a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in nursing. And since graduating in 2019 has spent most of her career in the ICU battling the COVID-19 pandemic. Ashley, girl, you are brave and we see you and we honor you and everyone else on the front lines. It was during this time that the nursing co-op podcast was born. It aims to help new and experienced nurses in gaining confidence and skills, avoiding burnout, and prioritizing their mental and physical health. Since starting the podcast, it has grown immensely with a thriving Facebook and Instagram community and now ranks number 13 in top nursing podcasts in 2021. She's originally from the Northeast, but now lives in Tucson, Arizona with her husband and dog. Y'all, this is a fire episode. Prepare your hearts. Let's go. Let's get this party started. Ashley. Hey girl. How are you?
1: Hi, I am so great. I'm so grateful to be here and thank you so much for allowing me to talk to your audience. I have already listened to your podcast and I love it so much. So I can't, I'm so excited to be able to speak with an audience that listens to your podcast.
0: Oh, thank you so much. The bean babes are going to love you as much as I do and everything that you stand for and who you're serving. So I um, know that you have been on the front lines basically during this entire pandemic. So was that, you know, I want to know a little bit before we get into the nitty gritty kind of what's your backstory and how did you get into all this and how are you hanging in there? Cause I know it probably hasn't been easy.
1: It certainly, I mean, it hasn't, it's been rewarding but it's definitely never easy. That's kind of what nursing is in general. Um, So I actually started my career in psychology, not even in nursing. Um, So I got a degree in psychology, didn't know what to do, started a couple jobs in biomedical manufacturing and then research, which is totally different than psychology, but I learned a great deal. And then I tried out my hand in actual psych, which I worked with kids in behavioral health. And that was, it was exhausting, But it was super rewarding, but I still didn't find that it lit my fire the way that I was hoping. So I went back to school for nursing. I found a program here in Arizona that allowed me to pick up where I left off. So I had a bachelor's degree. It allowed me to get a master's degree and get my license. So it worked out beautifully. And I started my career in 2019 in the fall. And I started in the ICU. So I started in intensive care and just about like a week after I finished my orientation. Was when COVID, the pandemic, started. What time? And so, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, it it worked out in the, in the sense that I think I learned so fast. Like I learned so much so fast. It did lead to some burnout, of course. I think most nurses in the country can understand that feeling. And so I made a transition, tried outpatient, and wasn't really satisfied there. I still needed that like challenge. And so I'm now back in the hospital in the cath lab Um, and kind of throughout this time, when I first started, I started in my orientation and just felt like I didn't have support. I felt like I was the only one that felt the way that I did. Um, I felt like I was struggling and I couldn't find the resources that I was looking for to let me know that I wasn't alone to teach me the skills that I was looking for. And so I decided to create my own podcast So I am the host of the nursing co-op podcast, and we talk about all things like self-care, boundaries, um, skills, really all sorts of things, time management, the things that nurses need, but also throughout it, kind of building community and building support for nurses, especially new ones, and those who are kind of further on in their career, but burning out. And so I mean, it's been credit like a crazy journey and I'm so grateful to be able to build the community I have. I have people all over the country, which is more than I ever thought I would. So um, I'm so grateful for that. And it's been quite a journey.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love also like what you said that how you, when you were in it, you knew you needed something. And I talk about that a lot on the beam life podcast is really honoring that, like intuition, that instinct, and just not being satisfied with just being like, well, that's the way it is. So I'm going to leave it be. It's like, no, you're a bean babe. Like you were like, I'm creating this shit. I'm going to do it because (laughs) it's not there and I need it. And so you decided to create this podcast, which not only gives and serves, but also I'm sure fills you. Um, because it was like what you needed and you created this beautiful community that serves this um, particular group, which is happens to be nurses that really are going through probably the hardest time in the history of nursing, probably um, at least in our lifetime. So I know that they, they use it as a huge resource. What kind of other things do you talk about on the nursing co-op podcast? Cause we have a lot of nurses, a lot of teachers, um, in the beam life community. And I know that using, they, they would love to listen to everything that you share. So talk a little bit more about your podcast and, and who you're serving and what you're doing there.
1: Yeah. So we have kind of a huge variety of episodes on there. I try and give my audience what they're asking me for so i get a lot of questions and i hope that i'm providing what they're looking for and i'm also trying to fill the holes that i felt when i first started in my career so we talk about a lot of things from like self-care to boundaries to patient cases time management kind of all over the place but the big big focus i think is just that nurses need to put themselves first and take care of themselves it's such a lack right now in in the Nursing culture for so long has been, you don't take care of yourself, you take care of your patients. And what that leads to is nurses going 12 hours or more without drinking any water, eating or taking a break, going to the bathroom, like simple things that most people would think is insane. We do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that that is such a problem within nursing. And so I try to teach nurses that listen to my podcast, some skills that they can use to start putting themselves first, because if nurses put themselves first, they're going to be better nurses for their patients. That's just how it ends up going. Yeah. Right. And they're going to be more resilient too. Right now we're experiencing a huge shortage. There's so much burnout happening. And part of it, part of it is not being taken care of in your job, but part of it's also us not taking care of ourselves and getting tired, which makes total sense with what's going on. So we're trying to kind of build those skills for nurses for sure.
0: Yeah, and and that so applies across the board too because I talk a lot about prioritizing yourself and every time I have an episode with that in the, you know, in the top title or um I make a post about it. I mean, it gets shares and likes and downloads and and I'm like, "Wow, people are screaming for this information." Like I am drowning over here and I feel like I don't know what to do about it, but I know that I am so tired. I have no energy. I'm cranky. I'm making bad choices with my health because when you are burned out, you like instantly go for maybe the dessert that you wouldn't have or drinking alcohol. So there's like substance abuse problems that happen. So, and I know you see it every day in the nursing community. Um, but this really affects the whole thing. And, and I know that, you know, and, and kudos so much to everyone who has been the backbone of our country for this pandemic. I mean, you frontline workers have been a godsend. So I'm so grateful um, because I know that this is an industry in itself that without a pandemic has been difficult. And then you layer that on top and it's just an immense amount of responsibility and pressure and, um, you're creating the outlet for that, which is so great. And what you said kind of leads me into one of my questions for you is I've always heard, I'm not a nurse. You know, I I mentioned to you in our pre-call that my sister is, she's in a different kind of field. So she's not in the hospital, but I have always heard that, that nurses literally, um, because I also came from the fitness industry. So I also helped a lot of nurses there and they were always overweight and struggling. And I'm like, I don't get it y'all. Like you're in the health industry. (laughs) How are you overweight? I don't understand. And they're like, you don't get it, Caitlin. Like we don't pee. We can't have water. We can't, you know, eat when we need to healthy snacks and the break rooms are always full. So break that down. Like, is this, is this a true statement? It is it a myth? Um, give us the dish,
1: Ashley. What's, what's the deal with that? (laughs) It is a thousand percent true and it's not true because it's required and that's that's my problem with with what's going on is that it's it's like built into the culture it's like in the blood of nursing culture um when I first started when I was a student working on the floors my preceptors that I would work with would joke with me when I'd like hey I gotta go to the bathroom I'll be right back they'd be like oh get used to not doing that when you're a nurse like it's just a It's a thing that we all say. And so, so many nurses, I think just accept this as reality. Um, And it's, it's so easy to get in that habit. And then what, what happens is you don't drink water. You don't pee. You don't take care of yourself. And then middle of the shift, you're starving. And all that's in the break room is always going to be cake and cookies and, you know, fried things like that's all anyone brings pizza. And so you binge on all that and then you're exhausted You finish your shift and you have to go to sleep. There's no, like you have no energy to exercise or spend time with your family or anything else because of how we've let nursing go. Um, but for me, like when I first started, that was such a big deal to me because health and fitness are two huge pieces of my life, two priorities for me. And so what I just did is I made sure that I made time for these things. There's always going to be the shifts that you don't have time. It's going to happen. There's going to be emergencies. You're going to be putting out fires. It's going to happen, but it should be an occasional thing, not a constant. And that's right. um, But that's what's happening. Um, So it's totally true. And I think it's just accepted. Um, New nurses are being taught this as they start that you don't do these things. They're not like good behaviors are not being modeled by our senior nurses because they've learned this for so long. And so I think the change has to happen with us, new nurses and let it like bleed up. I love that so much. And
0: so it's easy to say like, Oh, I just make time for it. Right. Because that's something that is important in your DNA, but let's say there's a nurse that has let it gone on too long. Right. And they're at a stage where they would have come to see me at, at my previous profession in fitness. And they're like, I've gained 50 pounds and I need to lose weight. So let's say we're talking to that woman. So for her to just say to make time is not necessarily the easiest thing. How have you maintained your health? And what kind of advice would you give to other nurses that are kind of in that position where they haven't always done that? And now it's kind of far down the road, but they want to make a change.
1: Yeah, I think it starts small. Um, it starts with, baby steps. So it, because it's such a habit, that's not easy to just flip a switch and it's done. Um, it's a matter of, you know, starting to make time in your shift. So that's about time management. So that's a skill that you just need to build. It's getting ahead of things and then having time because it's think about how long these things take. This is why it's a big problem to me that we don't do these things because yeah, you could make five minutes to eat a protein bar and take a sip of water. You could take three minutes to go to the bathroom. Like you can do these things. It's just a matter of prioritizing them. So I think that's a skill that you learn. Um, start prioritizing small things, just drink, make it a goal. Make it, I'm gonna drink two bottles of water today on the shift. Yeah. I um, mean, I'm gonna eat a snack. If that's something that you just need to bring, like I said, bring protein bars, little things so that you can start to take care of yourself. That's really the skill that you have to learn is prioritizing you. It's not selfish, it's really selfless. Because if you take care of you, you're gonna be better. Um, So I think it's it's just a skill. Take baby steps and start to learn what feels good. So for exercise, for example, if you hate running, don't don't go running. Don't run. (laughs) I think that so many people think that they have to do certain things. And that's what I heard all the time on the floor were tr- like the trends, it'd be like, I'm just trying the keto diet. I'm trying this diet. And then some nurses would like fast and drink like cayenne pepper water. I don't, it was all these trends. Yes. Crazy. Things. And then they would fail. Right. Cause sure. it's not sustainable. And then, um, you know, then they're back at square one. So I think it's building small, sustainable habits that work for you. Take a walk before your shift little things. Yeah. I think is where you start. Oh, I love that advice. So is that kind of how you have
0: prioritized your health and fitness throughout this is just finding ways to fit in the things that are important to you and that matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's for me, I, I end up getting up early because I figured out what works for me. What works for me is I work out before my shifts and it gives me energy. I know that some people think that that's counterintuitive, but when I, conquer something at the gym or on a run or whatever it looks like for for me or for you when i conquer something there i go into my shift with a win already so yeah. i'm already on top of things as i start so that's what's worked for me and it's as simple as sometimes i need a little more sleep and so i only have 30 minutes so i you know hop on the bike or go take a walk with my husband whatever that looks like if i move before my shift i'm a better nurse so i make time for that And then throughout my shift, I've learned that I'm okay being the weirdo because that's what I am in nursing lately is I have like a half gallon jug of water that I carry around and everyone thinks it's hilarious. I bring all my own food. So I make on Sundays, typically, if I have time, I meal prep a bunch of stuff. It takes me like two hours. The whole week is done. And then I know that I have the food that I need to fuel myself as a nurse because it's not an easy job. And we need fuel, we need movement, we need all these things in order to be our best selves as nurses.
0: Yeah, and nursing is also a very physical job. You know, you're on your feet all day, you are, if you're in a position probably where you're at, you're moving people on and off beds, pick, squatting up and down. I mean, it's, it's a very physically taxing job job. So to not feel yourself properly, to not sleep properly, to not keep your body in movement, um, it's doing a disservice and it's going to take away from the longevity of, like you said, being able to care for others, which is the entire point of being a nurse. <laughs> like yeah. you're signing up to serve and take care of other people who cannot for themselves. And meaning it has to start with you though, because if you're not doing well then you're not serving anybody so i love that so much um another big piece that you talk a lot about and that you work on and it's something that that i love i think everyone needs more confidence um but what is that? I like how, cause I wouldn't necessarily say, okay, nursing co-op podcast and confidence, like those seem like very different boxes, but they shouldn't be different boxes, right? Um, they should go and tie together, but it's not two things that the average person would put, you know, in the same category. Why is confidence something that you're passionate about talking about and sharing with the nursing community and sharing on your podcast? And and what does that mean to you to have confidence in nursing?
1: So I started to talk about confidence because, well, A, for me, it was a big issue when I first started. And it's also something that's constantly requested by, by newer nurses that are just starting out or nurses making a transition into a new job. Because Nursing is hard as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult and so when I first started, it suddenly became so real that people's lives are in my hands. They're up to it's up to me. If I make a small error, it could have huge consequences. And that's terrifying. And this yeah. is true for any position, you know, like not everyone is dealing with human lives, but if you make errors, like it can have consequences. And what that leads to is you worrying that you're not good enough or that you're not, you're not smart enough that you can't do this. And so being a strong nurse, I learned that it comes down to being confident in your ability as a nurse, being confident in what you've learned, being confident in your intuition and your gut. So I started talking about it on the podcast and I just got so much response that people Mm. needed to hear this. And they, they wanted to know, how do I build confidence as a nurse? How do I grow as a nurse? Um, they struggled because, you know, they're being told from other people, like their preceptors or whatever, that this is a problem. They're not doing this right, whatever. Things are being pointed out, the things that they're doing incorrectly, they're learning. But I think it's so easy to focus on those things. And that just then cuts down any confidence that you could build. So yeah. starting to talk about it, I think we just... It was helpful for nurses and it's helpful for me. It's still something that I struggle with. I'm starting in a new job right now in the cath lab and that's a whole different ball game. I have no idea what I'm doing. So it takes confidence and you're not gonna be confident in everything that you do. I'm not confident yet as a cath lab nurse, but it's a skill that I'm working on. And so sharing that, talking about that with the audience, I think has been helpful for them. A, knowing that they're not alone in this journey. And be knowing that you can build confidence over time. It's totally possible, but it comes down to trusting yourself and building that muscle. Yeah. One of
0: the biggest things that I, um, I think it's Mel Robbins who talks about it a lot is confidence is not a personality trait. You know, I think that so often we're taught that, oh, if you're outgoing, you just must be confident because you can talk in front. No, no. It's not a personality, it is a skill. You hit the nail on the head when you said that. And a skill is something you can learn and it can be taught, right? So we just have to flex that confidence muscle and work it out just like fitness with anything else or going to school and learning something in academia. You know, you have to work on getting better at it. And the only way to do that is to do what you're afraid of doing, right? And to like, you know, confront it head on and, and know that you're going to probably suck at it the first time. It's, it's just yes. part of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that it's yeah. okay. Um, I mean, that's so true. And it's confidence is not like, like exactly what you said. I have always people, the way people talk, it's like that confidence, you either have it or you don't, it's not how it works. You're mm-hmm. going to have confidence in some areas and you're going to be not confident in others. Um, but it's like you said, it's a skill over time. It's a journey. And I think what we can all take solace in when we're trying to build confidence and trying to get better at something is that we have figured out everything in our lives up until now, somehow. We're all here. Yes, so yes. we've done it. We've done all this stuff. We've survived it all. So we clearly can do it. It's just about being okay with being scared and being okay with challenging yourself. And I think what what I always remind myself of is, I would rather be scared than comfortable. I'd rather be here learning and growing in area that I'm not comfortable in, that I don't feel confident in and eventually get there, than stay where I was when I wasn't, you know, satisfied or happy.
0: Yeah, totally. And I love that you said every, I have this like mantra that I say to myself, you know, when I wake up and it's just like, congratulations, you have survived your hardest days and you're still standing on your two feet. You've got this, you know, and I literally basically tell myself that every day, cause it's so true. We have survived all of our hardest days and we are still here and there will be more hard days, but like the satisfaction of knowing you've done so many already. It's like, it's okay. Like for John, we can do this. Hey, Beam Babe, I'm sorry to interrupt this super juicy episode. I know you're soaking up every second of it. But before we get back to it, I want to make sure that you're part of the free Beam Life text community. It's super simple. All you have to do is text me, Beam, to 323-673-2709. That's it. Just text me the word, Beam, to 323-673-2709. After that, I'll be able to send you pump up texts throughout the week to keep you motivated and truly feel unstoppable. It's also a place where you can send me podcast requests. We can talk back and forth. It's not just a one-way street. And my favorite thing is I get to actually connect with you off of the podcast, off of social media. And it's just me and you being able to uh, hash things out wherever you need support. So I look forward to hearing from you. Text me beam three, two, three, six, seven, three, two, seven, oh, nine. Now back to the episode. Um, what are, are there tools that you kind of use to help nurses build confidence? Um, Cause I know that confidence, like we're talking about it being taught and being a skill What are some tools that you use? Cause I know it'll be applicable to everyone, nurse or not.
1: Yeah. So in terms of building confidence, kind of like what we've talked about, I think it's exposure. It's doing something over and over again, even when you're going to suck at it at the beginning. I think it's so common for, for us to start something, try it, not be good at it and give it up because we think that we're just going to automatically know how to do things. And so it's just a matter of sticking with it and knowing that that when you make mistakes or an error, it's not a failure. That's simply an opportunity to learn something. It's an opportunity to grow. And so I guess really the big thing that we talk about, the big tool that we give is shifting the mindset around confidence. Cause it's not like we said, it's not black and white. You're not just going to be confident or not. You're not just going to suddenly figure it out. It's going to take time. And so it's a matter of patience with yourself and with the process and, allowing yourself to grow and make mistakes. Because when you make a mistake, you learn something. Um, So that's number one is really shifting that mindset. And then for me too, I like to take things into my own hands. So I, at the end of each shift will reflect, and this is true again, anyone can do this at the end of the day. I like to reflect. So I asked myself a few big questions. It was like one thing that Went really well today. What was one win? And I keep it really simple. You can have a couple wins, but don't go crazy because yeah, it gets overwhelming. Um, so what's one win? It could be as simple as so for nurses, I always tell my nurses like it could be like I knew where you know the toothbrushes were in the closet this time. I didn't know where they were before. I got my first IV. Those are simple things. Though that's a win. Um, And then the second question I always ask myself is what was an opportunity for growth? And again, I know I don't call these failures because that's what we focus on. And if there is that opportunity, if you, there was something that you didn't know, then I say, take five minutes. Don't go crazy again. Five minutes. Look it up. Was it an acronym that you weren't familiar with? You look it up. Suddenly you've now learned something. And then number three is what, can I bring for tomorrow? What mindset can I bring tomorrow to be even better than today? What can I remind myself of in the morning when, when I wake up and I'm going to go into my shift, that will be helpful for me. That's going to set me up for success. So it, like I said, could be, I got an IV. I didn't know what CHF was. So I looked it up. Now I learned something. What's something that I can go in with tomorrow is I know that I can figure this all out. Some mantra, something that works for you that you set yourself up in the morning. So there's like a couple little things. So good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think daily reflection is huge and having some kind of like little notebook and journal, I always say, and sometimes you can do it just in your head too, that's fine. Um, But what I love is, and this I was taught when I was, I went through a big weight loss journey and I logged on my food. And while it seemed annoying, what happened was then you have a record of success and what works for you and what doesn't. And so on bad days, when you keep record of something like you're talking about, you can go back and be like, damn, look at all these wins. Like when I first started, I didn't even know what X, Y, Z meant. And (laughs) now I could like teach that to everyone, you know? And so it's amazing what, where your opportunities for growth used to be to where they are now, and then watching your progress. And it kind of, again, it builds confidence in the moment, but then later on builds confidence because now it's built up, you've built it all up. So it's like, comes back full circle to everything you've been talking about and how you teach is that how it's, um, now this it's, it's almost like a teaching tool, right. And, and we've been flexing that muscle every day and now it's time for growth and, um, suddenly things don't seem so scary anymore. So that's a great, um, bit of advice. And I know a huge part of your mission and your podcast is building community. And that doesn't mean just physical community. Right. Um, I think you even say you have listeners worldwide, right? So not just in the U S so when you're building a community, a global community, um that's a big endeavor and that's like something really big to take on and nursing is different in states and countries um and what does it look like for you like building this community and if there's people wanting to build their own little tiny communities what are some great ways to build community and the importance of it within the nursing world and even outside of that
1: so what i would say with this one is that you need to be honest and authentic. I think that's what nurses need most right now. Um, What I found when I looked around before I started a podcast was a lot of like hard skills and simple things. And everyone looked perfect. Like they knew how to be a nurse. I, when I started have my podcast, I had really real conversations that didn't feel that great. They were super vulnerable. It was like, I don't know if I want to be a nurse, those, those sorts of conversations or I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Um, I you know, told a story on my podcast of my first code blue that I had something to do with, like things that most people I don't think talk about. So yeah. if you're starting a community, if you wanna band people together, I think you have to have real conversations. You have to be vulnerable, you have to be yourself and people are gonna grasp onto it. I didn't think they would, but the response that I get from the, the episodes where I am vulnerable and honest, is humongous. It's bigger than anything yeah. else. I get so many direct messages from people that are like, thank you so much for saying this out loud, because this is exactly how I felt for six months. And I thought it was just me. I thought it was the mm. only one. So building community is about having conversations that not everyone wants to have. And you're going to see how many people are thinking the exact same thing that you are when you thought that you were alone. Yeah. I love
0: community. I mean, I thrive in groups. Um I think it's so important, but there's a lot of people who are afraid of, of, of being in that communal aspect. And I think one of the most horrible things about COVID among many things, but it was how it really, uh, separated us humans from each other and at our core and at our center, especially women, we are tribal, you know, and we need each other. We lean on each other and when that is so taken away physically, there has to be other ways to connect. And that is a a good thing of COVID is right. The technology came into play because people were like, well, we have to connect and beautiful things like this have happened, right? Like zoom. And it's created uh, an ability to connect people and podcasts to reach people far and wide. Uh, Do you have a way for your community
1: to connect? Uh, together with each other off of the podcast? Yeah, so we, on, we have the podcast and then I connect a lot with my listeners on Instagram through my Instagram, which is Ashley underscore nursing co-op. I get a lot of messages on there, but really our biggest community that we're starting to grow is our Facebook community. Um, so it's called the nursing co-op huddle and on there is where nurses can really connect with each other. That's what I'm really working on building is we have nurses who have been a nurse for 30 years, and we have nurses who aren't even nurses yet that are just starting out. And they can ask questions to the seasoned nurses. They can connect with a nurse in Japan and see how it's different. Or maybe they're thinking about traveling and they want to go to Michigan and they can find the nurse that lives in Michigan and ask how nursing is there. So um, that's our biggest kind of hub is the nursing co-op huddle.
0: I love that. And so for our nurses that are listening, where can they find that just on Facebook? That's what they look up.
1: You can look up the nursing co-op huddle on Facebook. And if you go to my Instagram in my bio, there's my link tree and it has a link there as well. Um, And you can always just message me on Instagram, Ashley underscore nursing co-op, and I will send you the link. I'll connect you there and we can just become friends as well. I love it so much. Um, before we kind of like close out
0: and, and, you know, get to the lightning round, which is my favorite part. (laughs) Um, what is something right now? It could be professional or personal that
1: scares you and how do you intend on moving through that? So two big things right now for me, a is being in the cath lab. It's a whole new realm and it's a lot. So that's, very scary. <laughs> um, the second one that's more outside of my you know, day-to-day job is in my, in my podcast community, I'm working on starting mentorship for newer nurses. So I'm working on a mentorship program as well as some courses for things like confidence self-care that I'm going to be offering pretty soon, probably in the new year. Um, so those things scare me because I'm not, I've never made those. So those yeah. are definitely two big endeavors for me.
0: So when something scares you like that, how do you get the courage to keep going on? Because a lot of people have big dreams and big ideas. You know, they say the richest place on the planet is the graveyard because people take all those things with them. And that's an unfortunate statistic, but very true. Um, and there's few women who take their dreams and to say, F it, I'm going to do it anyway, because this is, this is what I want to do. And this is the impact I'm meant to be. So For women that haven't embodied that yet or nurses that haven't embodied that feeling yet, how do they move through it? How do you get there?
1: So a big reminder is exactly what you just talked about. For me, I remind myself constantly that I only get this one. I get this one life and I don't know how long it's going to be. So I don't want to be where I am right now in a year wishing that I just took whatever step that I need to take right now. I would rather just do it scared and grow. Cause that's what you're going to, you might, you know, fail or, you know, make a mistake or somebody's not going to like something again. It's just an opportunity for growth. So I'd rather try things scared than stay here, be comfortable and never grow. So I, I remind myself a lot of how much time I have. Cause I have no idea. I might, you know, I'm lucky that I woke up this morning. So yeah. I I'm grateful for every day and I'd rather make the most of every day than die with regret. So that's a huge motivator for me. And then again, like we've talked about, I always remind myself that I've always figured things out. So when I get scared, I just have to go back and think I've done everything that I you know, was scared of up until now. I didn't know how to be a nurse. I didn't think I could leave the ICU as a new grad. I was lucky to get the job. Right. So that was scary. All these transitions I've made in two years in, as a nurse, most people don't do. Most people don't even advise but it's worked out for me. So I, I make these jumps and I'm just proving to myself over and over again that I can. And that's exactly what I think people can remind themselves of you've done it already. So take the leap that you're scared of. It's going to be worth it. Even if you fall on your face, you're going to get back up because you always have.
0: Yeah, we are resilient as humans and, and you're right. We do forget that a lot of times. Um, we, you know, are constantly comparing ourselves and and watching everyone else's highlight reels. And we are so focused on looking out that we forget to look in and remind ourselves that we are truly strong, resilient, beaming people that are also shining lights and people are looking at us at what we're doing and how we're still standing. And, um, I love all of that. Such, such great, um, nuggets of wisdom from the nursing world that, you know, like I said, even if you're not a nurse, you can apply literally anywhere. Um, you've talked a little bit about, uh, what's next for you and where people can find you. I'm definitely going to share that in the show notes because I know bean babes, especially my nurse bean babes are going to want to hop on that and be part of this amazing community you've created. Um, but I'd love to end with our lightning round, which is my favorite way. It's just random questions, you know, that you can answer one, two, three words, whatever first comes to mind. And, um, it's a great way for me, our listeners to just get to know you on a personal fun level. So are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Okay. Question one, uh, beam babe is. Beam babe is unstoppable.
1: Love it. What's one of my favorite words? Uh, favorite song that always makes you dance? Oh, this is a tough one. There's so many good ones. Um, I'm I have to go with "No Diggity" by Blackstreet. It's a random yes. song, but it always gets me. Oh my god, so good! I, and it's just that intro. It's like, you know, yep. it's like so good. He comes on, you're like, I'm ready. Give it to yep. me. I'm ready
0: to Currently go. Currently
1: reading. What are you currently reading? I am reading two books. So I'm in between The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown and then U Turn by Ashley Stahl. I just did. We just
0: finished our book club in the Beam Life on Gifts of Imperfection. And yeah. it was like, be sure you take that assessment. Already. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, a Beam
1: Babe that inspires you. So, oh gosh, this is a hard one, too. I, you know, we just finished our amplified course with Keisha. And all of everyone in the Amplified course, I think, are the the people that inspire me the most. The memes that inspire me the most are all of you because you've done incredible things. Amen. I, I love, I love this
0: community of female podcasters. It's been so rad. Last thing that made you feel grateful.
1: Today was the first day that I got a pumpkin spice latte. So that was my big one today. <laughs> I'm the pumpkin queen. So I, I'm like,
0: where have you been? It's only yeah. October 1st. So you're, you are on the right timing. I'm like the September 1st person that needs pumpkin. Yeah. When are you most inspired?
1: I am most inspired when I'm surrounded by people who lift me up and inspire me. So when I'm surrounded by incredible people, that's when I'm most inspired. I love it. What makes you laugh? Corny puns. Actually, those always get me. I have all the bags, all the socks, the mugs, everything that has a corny bun, I just crack up for a long time. (laughs) I love it. What favorite meal or food? Ramen.
0: Love it. Uh, If you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be?
1: I am not fashionable. So for me, I love when someone can do like sporty fashion. So Holly Gabrielle is a nurse on YouTube and she is incredible and has an incredible wardrobe. You're like all the cool scrubs and Lululemon. I'm in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure?
1: Um, rewatching Shit's Creek over and over and over again. I don't think there's anyone better than Moira as she is yeah. the bomb. <laughs> and what makes you beam? What makes me beam? Um, running towards the things that I'm afraid of. Awesome.
0: I love it, girl. You are unstoppable and doing beautiful things. And I'm so grateful that you are part of the Beam life community today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bye girl. Bye. Bye. You are the best Beam babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709, where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.